0: Durko steals the puck from
1: Reinhardt.
0: Over to Hunter, who shoots. Block Wickenheiser scores. Doug Wickenheiser. The Blues pull it off, and it's unbelievable. Why not? Why not, Bennington? Why, I, I mean, at least say why not, Huso, right? Oh, yeah.
1: So, this is a bold ass prediction. Blues are going to take the central. Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we off. suspended? I'll have to get uh, smashed to record the Enterprise Center uh, now, since it's not the Scott Trade or the Savage Center anymore. Welcome to the show! This is Season 6, Episode 28, Franchise Episode All Time, Number 131. I am your host, Jeff Ponder, and this is the Let's Go Blues Radio Talkin' Blues Summer Interview Series. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I know I have. We've had some pretty good guests, and we've got some more for you today. Actually, two more, but we'll get to that in a minute. Before we get into the show, I would like to mention that you can subscribe to us on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, Instead of just downloading each episode, if you subscribe, it'll automatically download every time uh, I record a show or, obviously, when the season starts... And we start recording our regular shows with uh, Kurt Price and Bill Day also joining the show. Uh, Also should mention, we are now on Plex as well. If you're wondering what Plex is, well then, this probably doesn't pertain to you. But you Plexers, you can now find us. All you have to do is search Let's Go Blues Radio in your search bar. We should come right up. Should mention too... You can always find us at letsgoblues.com slash radio. And uh, for you iTunes, it'd be real nice if you could go on, give us a five-star rating, if you like what you hear. Also, write a little review about us. I just noticed a new one pop up, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but if, yeah, we could get a, a couple more of those this summer, that'd be great. Again, this helps people find the show. It's the only way podcasts can really grow, is to have high ratings And uh, iTunes is the number one source for podcasts still to this day. And I've been telling people to rate us on Google Play. You can't do that. I just found that out this week. So uh, if you've been trying to do that, I apologize. Get yourself an iTunes account, rate us on there. Or don't. But you should. So we actually have two guests this week. A little out of the realm of what we've been doing, but... I had two guys that wanted to come on this week, and well, one I asked, and another one uh, actually jumped on and said, "Hey, I you know I'd love to come on the show again." So first, you're going to hear from Mr. Joe Fresta Jr. Uh, for those that are aware and have heard this show before, you heard Joe on probably this season. I think we had him on two or three times to discuss the Steinberg Winter Classic. Which is held every year at the end of February and the beginning of March at the uh, Steinberg Winter Classic. I'm sorry, the Steinberg Ice Rink. And uh, yeah, he he runs that. It 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 goes to support the Cancer Care Foundation, which is a uh, an organization close to my heart. For those who know, I've I've lost my father to cancer, well, leukemia. But um, it's a great organization that helps families pay a lot of the bills that are associated with uh, uh, the chemo and all that, that uh, unfortunately families have to pay for their uh, loved ones that are going through what they're going through. So, uh, yeah, we speak with Joe Fresta Jr. about uh, a new summer thing he's doing. Um, it's This is the first year for it. It's going to be at Urban Chestnut. We'll get into that. It's called the Summer Hockey Cool Down Burgers and Brew. So we'll get into that, and, and we'll also kind of discuss why the Steinberg Winter Classic came to be, and uh, how he became the chairman of the Cancer Care Foundation, Uh, again, which is what both of these events uh, support. After we speak with Joe, I speak with uh, Jason Martin of the Blues Hockey Podcast. He's been on the show before. If you've listened to us, you've probably heard us mention him or his show before. Uh, We talk about his relationship with... His co-hosts, Ashley and Chris. Um, And then we also uh, obviously have to get into some blues talk. Um, We talked Jay Bomeester, Scotty Upshaw, Doug Armstrong, among other things. Good good conversation with Jason and, and always a fun guy to talk to. So make sure you stay tuned for that after you hear from Joe. So without further ado, I will be glad to introduce Mr. Joe Frested Jr., of the Steinberg Winter Classic, the Legends of Hockey Dinner, and the Cancer Care Foundation, as well as the new event that he has started this summer the Summer Hockey Cooldown Burgers and Brew. This is Jeff with Let's Go Blues Radio, and I am joined by a two-time cancer survivor, the creator of the Steinberg Winter Classic, uh, which is usually held at the end of February, beginning of March every year at the Steinberg Skating Rink, the, I guess, creator of the Legends of Hockey Dinner, and now there's a new summer hockey cool-down series. First year for this, Joe Fresta's been on our show before. Uh, So, Joe Fresta, thank you for joining the show today. Hey, Jeff. How are you today? Very good. Very good. So, we'll get into talking about the Steinberg Winter Classic in a little bit. A a, a nice hockey event that I've taken part of, and I know a lot of other hockey players have have joined in as well every year. But I want to talk about this new summer hockey cool-down, Burgers and Brew, uh, that you're going to be doing at the Urban Chestnut um, coming up here in August. So what? So anyone participating in this who wants to buy tickets, what can they expect from this?
2: Well, be uh, as you mentioned the the, the uh, Legends of Hockey Dinner Series we do every year. This will be a, a little, a, a lot more casual event, a lot more dressed down, at about half the price. Um, it'll be a chance for fans, uh, young and old, a lot of youth players, um, you know, older players. Um, can come and, and listen to a lot of the, a number of the St. Louis products that are now playing in the NHL, and kind of listen to what they're, you know, listen to them talk about their journey and, and their ups and downs, and you know, you know their battles, and and um, you know how they made it. You know, not not many, uh, not many people get to play a professional sport, especially hockey, not only in the U.S. but out um, of St. Louis, so. We've been real fortunate the last few years to have yeah, quite a few uh, young men, uh, you know, fulfill that dream.
1: A couple of them that uh, are included that, that's on the flyer, uh, Matthew Kachuk, Clayton Keller, uh, Chris Weidman, to name a few. Obviously, Pat Maroon involved, too. Um, I mean, did, how, how did you go about getting these guys to come on board with this, and, and how excited were they to jump in?
2: Well, a few of them I know personally. Um, and then those few know the other guys, of course, you know, they, they, they either grew up playing hockey together in St. Louis or, you know, they, um, you know, they skate together in the summertime when they're home before they take off the training camp. So, you know, they've got, you know, they've got quite a bit of a network and of course this, this, um, common theme of theirs of, you know, growing up and being born and raised in St. Louis and, and um you know, playing hockey and then going off and playing the NHL, so, um, you know, it really wasn't uh, real difficult to get the group together, um, and they're, you know, they're real happy to do it, they're aware of it, they, they know about the Steinberg Winter Classic, they know about the Legends of Hockey Dinner Series, and they know what the cause is, and, and like um, so many of our supporters, they, they really appreciate um, the endeavor of the foundation, which is, is uh, a direct impact approach where the money we raise goes directly to help people who are in financial need that are battling cancer.
1: Uh, so the MC for the event, uh, someone you, if anyone who's attended the Legends of Hockey dinner uh, knows about, Mr. Darren Payne. It's very exciting to get him on board as well.
2: Yeah, Darren's been on board with us ever since day one. When he first came to town, I approached him and met with him. And... Um, He's just been a great ambassador for our organization and, um, um, you know, it does a lot of, uh, promoting of our events, uh, during blues games, during broadcasts. Um, and of course does a tremendous job when he hosts the, uh, the legends dinner each year. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're real happy to have him on board again and, um, he'll do a great job. He knows all these players. And, um, you know, should be should be a real uh, real fun event. People people are going to really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and uh, so this is at as I said, the Urban Chestnut, which is at four four six five Manchester Avenue. Uh, just a great place for for those of you beer heads like myself. Uh, if you've never been there, you need to check that place out. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then yeah, also it's you've really got a,
2: really a great place. They've got a huge beer hall there. Um, it'll fit about three hundred people, probably more actually. So. We're looking to have a big crowd on hand. You know, um, about a hundred or so more people, more than we have at the Legends Dinner. So, um, yeah, if you've never had a chance to go there, it's located in the Grove. They've got great food. I mean, you, you can eat uh, lunch and dinner there, and just a fabulous menu. The food's off the charts, and of course, they got their their, their great beers on tap as well.
1: And then, uh, all you can eat burgers and sides, correct?
2: That's right. It's. Uh, burgers and brew is the theme and um everybody can come and, and uh, chow down on all the burgers and fries and sides and, and then uh the adults can have uh, an ice cold zwickle and then uh you know the kids could uh, you know of course it vibe on a, on an ice cold soda so it'll just be a great event for 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 hockey people young and old to uh mingle and and then uh Mingle with and then also listen to uh, these guys talk and maybe barb each other along the way. It'll be a
1: lot of fun. Yeah, looking forward to that. And so, again, that's at the Urban Chestnut, uh, which is, as you said, at the Grove. And uh, it is on Monday, August 27th at 6 o'clock. So, something to mark on your calendars. How can people go about finding, uh, I'm sorry, buying tickets to this event?
2: Well, you can go to our website, SteinbergWinterClassic.com. There'll be a uh, a drop down for summer cooldown, and um, just um, basically, you know, it's all the information's on the on the on the on the poster. There's a phone number you can call, and then um, um, you can also uh, email us through the website email.
1: Great. So, as you said, this is on the SteinbergWinterClassic.com dot website. Um, did kind of want to talk to you a little bit. We, we had you on the show a couple times this year, uh, to talk about the Steinberg winter classic. And as, as we've said before, all three hosts have been to this event and, and we just love it. We always have so much fun there. Um, so what, how did the Steinberg winter classic come to be and, and go ahead and kind of brag on the cancer care foundation, which this benefits as well.
2: Well, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a two time cancer survivor. Um, when I went through my, my two episodes, my second episode was a stage four battle, and um, I was real fortunate. I had a lot of good, you know, friends and family, a great support system. Um, um, it had my faith, had uh, I also had the financial wherewithal, and I was able to really just focus and drill down on what I needed to do as a, as a cancer patient to um, you know do what I needed to do to beat the disease. And a lot of people uh, aren't able to do that because they, 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 they get a distraction from them. With, with, with through the cancer, they, they, uh, somebody loses a job within this family union, whether it uh, doesn't matter if it's mom, dad, or even the child that gets a cancer. Somebody, somebody an earner, loses, loses their job because they have to take care of someone or they're too sick themselves to work. So that's when the bills don't get paid. And they fall into, um, they, you know, they fall into the financial ruin a little bit there. And so we come in and, and, and try to pick up the slack, pay for bills, pay their rent, pay their mortgage, get their car fixed, uh, pay for their medicine, and any anything else they may need to, um, you know, keep them keep them uh, focused on the fight.
1: Great. Um, so you started the Steinberg Winter Classic. What what year is that in now?
2: Well, this will be going to our. This will be our eighth year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't believe you know the time that's gone by. Um, I remember when we, when I first um, came up with the idea, I was attending the uh, the the, uh, the NHL Winter Classic in Chicago between the Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings at Wrigley Field. And then uh, you know I've been to a lot of different events over the years. I've been to World Series, Super Bowls final fours, frozen fours, uh, you name it. And I'll tell you what, nothing compared to this, nothing at all. And, of course, I later attended the, uh, the NHL Winter Classic here in St. Louis. But, you know, I looked around and I thought, God, this is just so neat. This is just great. What a, you know it just brings you back whether you're in the stands as a as a hockey player like you and I it brings you back to when you were a kid at least you know people my guys my age of of, of playing on frozen ponds playing on um, outdoor rinks which a lot of them were back in those days here in St. Louis so I thought you know wouldn't it be neat to to, to start some sort of a tournament where um, you know regular beer league players could, could come and kind of, you know, hearken back to those days of their youth of, uh, you know, having the wind in their face and the, and, and, and the sun on the ice and all that kind of thing and, and playing pond hockey again. And so that's what we did. We, you know, Steinberg Ice Rink is the absolute perfect venue for it. It's a, it's a super large surface. We could play three games simultaneously all day and night. And, uh, usually host around 400 hockey players that weekend.
1: Uh, what's the harshest conditions that you've ever seen for the Steinberg Winter Classic?
2: Well, I don't know if you want to call them harsh or not, or, or perfect conditions, but there is the one year, I think it was three years ago when Gary Unger was in town and actually played in the, in the, in the
1: tournament, we had that, that huge, uh, snowstorm, right? And, uh,
2: it was all about. It was all about the pond hockey. You know, everybody had to get up that morning and, you know, pack. You know, throw throw the throw their equipment in the back of an SUV and put it in four wheel drive and get on. Maybe leave a little earlier with the, with their with their hot coffee in their hand and and uh, make their way down to Forest Park to get to the rink on time to play in their game and then. The snowfall just kept coming. The the players had to stop and and, and shovel the snow and all that kind of thing. So it was true pond hockey for sure.
1: Uh, Well, you don't have to worry about that kind of weather for the summer hockey cool-down Burgers and Brew, uh, the road to the NHL, presented by the Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. Again, uh, that is on August 27th at 6 o'clock. Uh, that's a Monday, so make sure to mark your calendars. And um, check out SteinbergWinterClassic.com for more information on it. Joe, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. You
2: too, Jeff. Have a great summer, and uh, enjoy the Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah. you too.
2: Okay, take care.
1: So again, a big thanks to Joe for coming on. That was a lot of fun talking with him again, and I'm sure you'll hear from him again as The Steinberg Winter Classic uh, comes around in uh, either late February or early March of 2019. So now on to my interview with Jason Martin of the Blues Hockey Podcast. This is Jeff with Let's Go Blues Radio, the Talkin' Blues summer interview series. I am joined today, actually, in his household... Uh, Jason Martin, the host of the Blues Hockey Podcast, which can be found at blueshockeypodcast.net. Jason, thanks for joining the show.
0: Oh, thanks for coming over, Jeff.
1: Yes, of course. Um, Yeah, we basically are just going to have a conversation like we normally would, but we're going to have microphones in our faces. Yeah, the usual. Yeah, so kind (laughs) of like we did
0: the last 20 minutes before we turned them on. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, So, Jason, um, obviously, Blues Hockey Podcast has been around a while, and I just found out before we started recording... That today, which we are recording uh, this interview Monday, June 4th, um, this is actually your six-year anniversary of starting the first incarnation of the show. Uh, Obviously, you've had a couple steps here and there where you've you've taken time off and had to find a co-host, which you have now, but uh, I guess...
0: Congratulations is in order for you for making six years. No, thanks. And, uh, yeah, like I think we've told the story before where I found you guys at let's go blues radio and, uh, reached out via email answering a question or asking a question. I couldn't remember. I think what you it asked was. us a I question. I asked you a question. And I kind of just maybe talk about some other stuff. And, uh, I was like, man, that's kind of what I do already with friends. And I'm like, that'd be something cool. And I was at a job where I was not the most thrilled to be at all the time. So I was trying to think of something to fill my time and do something. And, um, you were gracious enough to help out and kind of get me on the road to figure it out. And uh, luckily, my wife is a web designer, which greatly helped out as well. And uh, yeah, the original incarnation started, and we just uh, kind of had a rotating co host where I had some friends come in and we just bs And I listened to one, I want to say around the All Star break this year because I found it when I was cleaning up the computer and listened to it, and it was not the greatest. <laughs> so <laughs> I can say, like, and don't me wrong, like, I'm not saying we're fantastic as it is, but. It was very, the, um, yeah, okay, the next thing is, and, you know, so. But no, it's Scripted. really. It's, yeah. Scripted yeah it was yeah, our biggest problem. Yeah, that's that's the thing. is Sometimes you, like, have an outline you want to do and you want to stick to it. And I think now kind of what we do now where we have our kind of talking points that we want to hit every time. And then we if we do our special segment being uh, Blues Hall Shame or just something like that, we kind of make sure we get to the question of the week we have, Twitter question of the week, and stuff like that. So. No, it's been it's been fun. We had some time off then Chris just came along and did about a year and a half or so and then Ashley joined up after a conversation with Chris. So, uh having both of them on is great and having uh, a lot of uh, feedback on the show which is nice and having people reach out to us on Twitter, which is fantastic, which is odd to me at times, but <laughs> so it's fun though. Uh, so you mentioned Chris and and Ashley who are
1: your two co-hosts on the show. Um, Ashley, I know you met kind of when you st- when she joined the show, but you've had a long relationship with Chris. Uh, how did you guys meet? And by the way, Chris Frank is Chris his full name. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chris, uh, What's his name on Twitter? Hossapalooza? Hossapalooza. So that's because when he was intern at The Point back in the day, he, Chris is, most people may or may not know, is a very tall man. Yes, he's large man. As Chris like I like me to point out, he's very single and very disease-free as well. So, <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh yeah, so they these big guys so they call him Hoss and that was his name like kind of on the radio and so you just that's what he kind of went with.
1: Okay, so how, how did you get to meet Chris and and um and I guess kind of lead that into how you got him to join the Blues Hockey podcast?
0: Okay, the try to do this the shortest way possible. So <laughs> Christie's cousin's who's Christie? My wife. Sorry, that'll be <laughs> helping because I mean you know that, but you know, <laughs> hey, I know. So yes. my wife. Thank you. My wife's cousin's husband. It was a... Uh, Talking to me one time in Easter or something like that, possibly, and said, "Like, oh, I do trivia." I'm like, "Oh, I like trivia." And Christie's like, "My wife." So I was like, "Hey, you know a lot of dumb stuff, so you should go." And I'm like, "Okay." So we went, and then Chris is a friend of his. They worked, they interned at the point together and became friends. And then I met him through that. And then we kind of, I think how it happened was one time nobody went to trivia except for me and him, and I kind of like had to force to talk to each other, and found out like how big of fans we were and stuff like that, and kind of just lot of common interests from there and we just kinda of became fast friends from there and like i recognize Chris as like a genuinely nice guy who just will do whatever you know uh you know, kinda of like to help out friends basically and that's kinda of like what I like about him the most and he just he's gravitated to each other and ever since then I kinda of just said, Hey, I wanna start this podcast up and you used to be on radio, so you kinda of, kinda of general idea what you're doing with a mic. So He's like, yeah, of course, I'll give it. A, you know, that'd be fun, and we just went from there. And we started. Uh, it was the TJ Oshi uh, Sochi moment. I think we started them after that. Actually, wound up uh, getting up early at his house and watching it there, and then we recorded a couple of days later, and we've been in history since then.
1: Yeah. Um, so Ashley Ryan joins the show uh, within the and last year. Rains married.
0: Married Rains.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley Rains. But um, it's all right though. She'll be fine though. Okay. Well, she gets it. <laughs> uh, so, so Ashley, uh, she joins the show, and um, uh, within the last year, year and a half, something about a like year that. and a half, yeah.
0: She came through about halfway through the year, not this current season, two thousand seventeen, eighteen. The probably sixteen, seventeen season.
1: And she knows Chris.
0: Yes. So she met Chris through her other podcast because of her former ocu- uh, occupation.
1: Okay. Cool. and so, just a big hockey fan, I'm guessing. Yeah,
0: so that's how Chris kind of, when they were talking after they did another podcast, she was actually, I think, maybe wearing a blue shirt, maybe. I'm not sure. And we kind of talked, like, oh, we do that. And she's like, I really like hockey. And Chris vetted her, of course, and asked her a bunch of questions and stuff. You know, just, so I like, oh, I'm just a hockey fan. Like, no, she, like, knew her stuff and everything. So we're like, okay, I like to bring a different dynamic in. It's better than having two guys going back and forth. And you don't hear too many female, like, hockey fans on podcasts from at least blues wise from what i've found True. out so far so i was like okay we'll bring that dynamic in and see how it works for the rest of the season and then see how it goes and i think it's worked out really well
1: great uh so something you guys talk about on your show a lot is uh there's a wrestling tie-in
0: yeah um, we do talk about wrestling way too much yeah
1: and, and it does seem like there is a, a faction of hockey fans that uh that seem to really enjoy wrestling as well uh have you got any feedback from your audience on whether they like this aspect of it or is it just kind of like this is our interest this is our podcast so we're going to talk about it
0: i say a mix of both i think it's <laughs> kind of one of those things where a lot of times when chris comes over and there is i kind of time we time it's like oh you're gonna come over for a pay-per-view okay we'll record then you can stay and watch and we'll hang out after that okay and then it just i'm genuinely like genuinely excited about wrestling i know to some people dumb fine whatever i get it <laughs> Like, but it's just something I've always grown up on and then Chris kind of like is you know likes it as well so we kind of did that and then this year with the whole uh, woo thing kind of we got some feedback on <laughs> via twitter about that and uh which was funny but uh yeah I just think it's a something that's just like a generally fun thing too, like just like hockey where I think it's an entertainment aspect just like hockey and uh, I think it's kind of those things where that's how our lives are I kind of my goal every time we do a podcast is kind of like you're listening in on a conversation to a degree, like you're just kind of like that person that's in the corner, but you you can't say anything and we can't see you. And that's kind of like I would like to run it sometimes. And sometimes it's very formulatic, which you kind of formulaic, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Thank you. Good. I tried, and uh, it's
1: okay. Our audience isn't very smart. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't say that.
0: I'm kidding. I love you all. Yes, yeah, so, but um, <laughs> I try to make sure like it's just like literally a bunch of fans sitting. Like, you're sitting in a bar and you overhear a conversation. I kind of think that's kind of when I listen to a podcast or listen to um, anything uh, on the radio. I think that's kind of where I get the most enjoyment. So I kind of try to mimic that to a degree. Which I so I have kind of a general outline every time, and then I kind of just riff. And if a point's brought up, I kind of run with it. I don't sit there and oh, I have to go back and make sure we hit this point. Sometimes a lot of times where I write stuff down, and I'm like, oh yeah, I completely forgot to say Ivan Barbashev scored his first NHL goal, and yeah. bro, this or something like that. I just we talked about maybe a hit that uh, happened during the game or something kind of crazy happened during the game or an offsides call, a bad goal, whatever. We'll go into that, but we won't m- hit everything. So I try to make it like a conversation just like you're overhearing, basically.
1: We uh, we bitched and bitched and bitched about Magnus r v And then uh, also there's a running joke on the show. I mean, it is true that I look like Magnus r v To a degree, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the show, after he was picked up on waivers by the Senators, we completely went over that point. We did that exact same thing. We didn't even mention it. And right as the show ended, we hit end broadcast on Google Hangout. Right away, Kurt goes, oh, my God, how do we not mention pay RV lean the team? And So, yeah, I, sometimes you just get in those roles and you don't realize you're skipping over important stuff. But... I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's better to have a, a little bit more of a flow going, mm. and you'd rather miss some key points if you have to because most people listening to our shows know what's going on with the team anyway.
0: Yeah, that's, that's why I try to look at it because I think most people, that when they listen to it, they kind of know the ins and outs of the team. They're just kind of looking for mostly opinion and just how you see something because the there's a lot of things where – where one very few aspects I do like about Twitter where you get to see how what people see or make a point about something, and you're like, I didn't see it that way, or I didn't, you know, not thinking about something that happened during the game like that. So um, I think that's a really good thing. So people get to listen to that. I think it's more what they kind of tune in for, My, what I think at least.
1: I agree with you. Um, so kind of, I guess, getting into a little bit more uh, of Blues related, uh, we mentioned Ashley uh, on the show. Big Scotty Upshaw fan. <laughs> Yes, very um, big. Do you think he will be returning to the team this season?
0: Man, I kind of leaned more towards retirement. Just like a lacerated kidney, man. That's that's not easy. <laughs> like at the end of the day, that's a that's kind of like not like oh, he just you know broke a foot or just strained an oblique or something like that. That's a legit like oh man, I that's something serious. It's internal. Like when it comes to the internal stuff, that's where I'm kind of like oh man. Uh, it's also I think believe thirty three or thirty four in the upcoming. I think he's going to turn thirty three or thirty four. I believe so. For a guy who's a fourth liner, thirty-three, thirty-four, still can put pucks in net. I mean, at the end of the day, he outscored a lot of guys on his team that are 10 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he's good. I think they're going to more go towards a youth movement, I think. I think they're going to kind of bank on that depth this year. But um, I think he's probably going to get phased out. Um, the Blues, I would think they maybe say, hey, you want to come in on PTO? I don't know if he considered that a slap in the face. Or whatever, but and maybe he can come in and improve himself again because that's how he earned his contract. But people remember the first time he wore the blues, and then last time, you know, last season was kind of an emergency situation with Fabry getting hurt mm-hmm. again. So uh, I kind of see him getting phased out, and them going more with a youth type movement. I think you've got enough guys that are Upshaw esque, I guess you could say. I think if you have to, I think really Demetri asking can kind of fill on the fourth line. I think that's kind of where he should settle in at. If I had to pick somebody. Um, I think he would fit in really well. When he was on the fourth line, he was not bad. If you look at the possession stats, you look at the Corsi and Fenwick and all that good all the good fancy stats, he was actually not bad. But when he got opportunity to move up in the lineup, he wasn't that good. So right. I think I think at the end of your calling is probably a fourth liner, which kinda of sucks considering the flashes we saw from him. But I think Yaskin's gonna wind up replacing PR that's gonna be have a PR because I'm looking at you. Um <laughs> uh, replacing Upshaw. So I think that's kind of what the blues are gonna do. And move more towards the youth movement, I guess.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh so another narrative on your show, and we've actually discussed this when I was on your show uh right at the end of the season, um, has been you two, you and Chris mostly, uh kind of are in defense of Jay Bullmeester. Um not that you think that he's paid correctly, but that he's not as bad as people seem to uh, uh, say he is. Maybe he's even some people on Let's Go Blues Radio. <laughs> um, where do you actually see him fitting in the lineup if he does come off uh, injury
0: reserve to start next season? If he comes in, he is definitely going to be the bottom pairing guy. He's going to be the pairing with Bortuzzo with you know how they – who knows how they run the defense? Now with Van Ryan coming on, that could be an interesting dynamic that changes where he might get – you know, depending on situations, he might get shifted up to maybe second pairing with Pareko and then maybe back down or whatever. But I think at the end of the day where you should put him because at the end of the day, you're not going to sign him next year. Right. I mean, you've got some decent guys on his way. You had uh, uh, Mikola just sign who I'm pretty high on, and I think if he can translate his game well, he could definitely be a uh, – Second pairing, I think it's Pika's second pairing guy, but it definitely could be that bottom pairing guy you're looking for who can move the puck. And that's what this NHL is. You have to have guys who can move the puck, and that's what Jay Bomeister does. Is the foot speed there? No, it's not there. Uh, the backing up speed, where I remember Pang, you say he can skate faster backwards than forwards or mm-hmm. when, he, when he first got to the Blues, and he you could. You could see that. Uh, but I think with the injuries the last couple years, and it's in his lower body. I don't. Th- I don't think it was ever his shoulder. I think it was always his hips. I believe Mostly, hips and knee, yeah. hips and knees, and uh, I think his foot. He broke his foot the one time. Mm-hmm. So it's all lower body, which is where he makes his, uh, you know, his money at. Is his, using his legs to keep up with guys and stuff. Keeping on the bottom pairing for one year because you're not going to be able to buy him out. That's not going to happen because no. a the injury, b the Blues don't buy people out. No, that's not how they work. Same with Gunnarsson. They're just going to ride those two guys out. I think you're going to wind up getting. One of the younger guys to fill in for maybe a couple games to start the year. Somebody like Wallman will get a shot again. Uh, maybe Mikola, who if he comes over and impresses. I don't know. They could bring in somebody on PTO. Um, one guy that I think is an interesting guy, which nobody's really talked about, and I think his contract is up because he was stuck in Chicago all last year, is somebody like Jason Garrison. Oh, yeah. He, like that's, To me, that's a perfect candidate for a two-way contract to say, hey, we you come in here, you'll be our NHL guy. I think Chris Butler proved that you're just not. It's
1: not that guy. Not
0: that guy anymore. I think yep. Jason Garrison has some stuff left in the tank, um, because Vegas did have a lot of really good young defensemen who didn't get hurt. Like they stashed a Shea Theodore down for a long time, and mm-hmm. he's on their, I believe, on the top pair in the yeah, Cup Finals there. now. So yep. uh, that just shows you the depth they got from the uh, expansion draft. So I think Bo Meister is probably slated for the bottom pairing to be phased out. Let his contract expire along with possibly Gunnarsson being let go too at the end of next year, depending how things go. Next year's UFA class, as of right now, is pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. So the Blues might look in that direction to maybe get somebody. Uh, I saw somebody bring up Ian Cole, which I thought was really funny this year. So, But I don't think that's a possibility. I think you just run with Bo Meester. Don't buy him out. You're not going to. And see how he goes. And if you know, Gunnarsson's probably going to be your extra, possibly Bortuzo, depending how things go. So.
1: Uh, so, also on the defense, you have uh, a name that I think impressed a lot of people this year, Vince Dunn. Um, where do you see him long term with this team? You think he, you think he's a guy that's going to be uh, anchoring that second pairing for years to come, or do you think he could be a good trade chip?
0: I think that's the type of guy you don't have in a like Wallman just didn't pan out. And I think if, was, if he kind of was on the same level as Dunn, because Dunn was the guy nobody talked about. Everybody kind of thought Dunn would be the guy in the minors. Right. Wallman coming, because Wallman had that really good uh, prospect camp and, uh, and was doing really well. And then he kind of came in and didn't, I don't know if he got hurt or just just basically uh, didn't perform well but mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So Dunn is going to be a guy that can, as he proved, I think he can quarterback the power play, play, and his defense can get better. I think he can be a... This is maybe downgrading him to a degree, but I think he can be kind of like a Shattenkirk-esque guy where you can get a lot of points. Once he gets into it, it finds his rhythm. He's a rookie last year and put up a lot of points, has the foot speed that that today's defensemen need in NHL, which is something that a lot of guys on the left side don't have that we have right now. Edmondson is more of a stay-at-home type guy. He's shown the ability to move up. But... um, and then, obviously, Bo Meester and Gunnarson, the other two right now. And then you don't know what you have out of Wallman and Mikola and anybody else that they wind up drafting or bringing in. So I think Dunn is probably a guy that they're going to hang on to for quite some time. I don't see a – unless there's a blowaway trade out there where it's an obvious upgrade, I think you hang on to Dunn as long as you can. And you got him for at least, I think, two more years. I think so. Like two more years on SRF? No, he was one year in Chicago than last year. So he has, this year would be his last RFA year. Mm-hmm. They don't go to arbitration probably and probably get you know a little bit of a bump if he does well, depending on how he does this year. So I think you kind of uh, bank on that and have him as your second pair guy who could possibly fill in on top pair depending on matchups too because he didn't look half bad with Petrangelo some games. So it could be interesting how that works out. Um, so
1: big topic with the blues right now is goaltending um we all know what happened at the end of the year uh jake allen struggles in goal carter hutton becoming an unrestricted free agent uh barring some kind of crazy trade that could be pulled off um what do you see coming of of what's going to happen in goal um huso working his way up do you see him getting time Uh, Just kind of elaborate on what your thoughts are for Blues goaltending in 2018-2019.
0: Yeah, my initial goal, started the playoffs, was the Capitals bowing in the first round, but Grubauer (laughs) did pretty well. Right. And then Holpe was kind of like there, and then they need cap room to sign Carlson, and the Blues would kind of swoop in and kind of get him and then par Allen off somewhere. That was my initial like in my head, obviously. So, and Brady me proved my point, how great he is, so mm-hmm. that uh, he's played really well. And uh, so far, right before we came downstairs, uh, T.G. she scored. Yep. So they won nothing there. And he made a couple, already two great saves on the four shots or five shots Vegas had and already kind of stymied them, proving my point there. But uh, Jake Allen, I think, will be okay. And I say that because the upgrades that's going to happen at the forward position I uh, maybe uh, like we've talked about on the show where I'm very optimistic on how th- Army's going to do things. I think he's going to be more aggressive than people think. I think if you upgrade the forwards it has a trickle down effect. I think you upgrade I think the defense is pretty much going to stay the same depending on how bad Bomeister and Gunnarsson's injuries really are. If they are considered ones that are going to be a lot longer, you think they're not going to heal properly, maybe they do sign a UFA that bring in on the bottom pairing possibly. But I think that's kind of what your defense is going to look like, just how it looked last year. I really think they're going to circle around and get Hoffman. And I think having stuff that happens at forwards is going to trickle down to make Jake Allen better. Um, I think Mike Van Ryan is an interesting guy to bring in. I think that's going to benefit Jake Allen because um, I watched uh, – couple of games from the Tucson roadrunners, which is really odd that I looked that up yesterday <laughs> just to see kind of how they played and just kind of see how things were. And they were fast. They're the youngest team in the AHL last year, and they made a 24 point improvement last year. Wow. And I think that's something that will benefit Jake Allen. I think the defense is run. I'm not saying how Store did a bad job. I just don't think he was a good fit at the end of the day. I think he's a good fit for Mike. Yo, but was he a good fit for the defense we have here. Mm-hmm. I think somebody like Brad Shaw was like the very excellent fit for what we had here, and I think that's why one of the reasons why this team was really well. And if you had your forward scoring, I think the Blues teams of handful of years ago, we might be talking different about what happened if because mm-hmm. that defense was top notch, yeah, and that's what helped that goaltending. That's what make got Brian Elliott two jobs since then. I mean, he got traded to Calgary, but got still got a good contract after after having an okay year in Calgary. Um, I, but you look at his past where he tore it up for, um, excuse me, Philly. Philly. So I think, uh, I think Jake Allen's going to be fine. I think that you're going to see Billy Huso get spot duty. I think they're going to bring in somebody. I don't think it's going to be Carter Hutton. I think he played his way out of St. Louis and not as like a negative as a positive because he played so well mm-hmm. and I want him to go get paid because you only have so much time as a hockey player to right. make money. Right. So he's 32. This might be his last big contract. So if somebody like the Islanders come in and say, hey, we'll give you three years, three mil, you go. Like it's simple as that. It sucks where you might really love this team and love this city, and maybe you take a pay cut, but I don't think the Blues are in position to use that money on Carter Hutton. I think you have to use that at your goal scoring and your top six forwards, depending on who, who and what you do, trade-wise or UFA-wise.
1: So you mentioned Uh, Doug Armstrong moves he might make this summer. Um, Let's say the Blues have another year where either they miss the playoffs, maybe they start off kind of weak next season. uh, How long of a leash do you think Doug Armstrong gets before possibly being let go?
0: Unfortunately, with the contract he just got handed, I think that's what's going to be a saving grace. Um, Tom Stillman really likes him, like a lot. Yes. Like a lot, lot. So he is going to be around no matter what blues fans think. He's gonna get as many chances as he possibly can get. And then I said it within reason though. Like one year missed a playoffs, yeah the not only the player, the it's not all on Doug Armstrong. The key to construct the team, hundred percent. But at the end of the day, it's up to the guys to perform. Guys underperformed. A lot of the guys. Um there only be three guys. We you can point out on this team who played really well. Maybe four if you consider Carter Hutton in that deal, too. Um, he is going to get, I think, depending on how bad it is. Like If they barely miss the playoffs, I think that's something where, okay, let's figure this out and reload because there's a big UFA class. If they tank, like absolutely do bad, which I don't see happening considering the talents on this team unless there's a massive injury thing that happens. Man, they are going to. Um, it might happen then, but it has to be something so bad that you have no choice. And unfortunately, the fun the fun thing to do is to go blame the coach first, right? And that's what's that's what will happen first. Mike Yo will get the ax first. Will Doug Armstrong get it next? I, I think is I just I know Tom. I don't know Tasso, but it just from everything he's talked about and everything he said in the media, and just from talking to people who know uh kind of like a little bit what goes on he really trusts him like a lot he trusts his opinion obviously Doug Armstrong at least knows a little bit he was in charge of Canada's team for a couple like Olympics which is a big deal up there Mm -hmm. so you just don't throw anybody in charge of them so obviously he has something there has it translated to NHL Mm, not really um to a degree he can say yeah because look how good of a turnaround this team had I mean we were last for a long time and turned it around pretty quickly compared to teams like Chicago and um hell you can even say uh washington when they had ovechkin they slowly kind of build their way it's taken them a long time too mm-hmm. uh you know mcphee wound up getting the axe there i don't think he got the ax i want to say yeah he was he got the ax there after a long time but it took a while it wasn't like three years or something like that it was a good handful maybe almost 10 years he was there before they had ax. so i think he's gonna get a longer leash than people think it's gonna take a dramatic like fall from grace for them to consider firing doug armstrong in my opinion
1: uh, so, one last question for you. Um, you have a friend, Jimmy, mm. whose daughter uh, was the famous girl who cried and was upset when T.J. Oshie was traded to the Washington Capitals. For uh, those don't remember, I think it was on ESPN. A lot of things. Yeah, so, yeah. it was all over the place. It was a viral story a couple of years ago. Um, so, I guess I have to ask you now, we are recording this before anybody has won the Stanley Cup. But right now, the Washington Capitals have a 2-1 lead in the uh, series. And, and like you said last we yeah, saw, they were up to 1-0, 1-0 nothing, yeah. uh, with a T.J. Oshie goal. Correct.
0: Uh, how hard is she rooting for T.J. Oshie right now? So it's very interesting, that family, which that's Chris's. And surprisingly, that's Chris's friend. Kelly, that's Jimmy's wife. Right. So that's why they wind up in the, the podcast, Chris does. So it's very interesting kind of how things work out. So the side note, too, which is – crazy how things work out for that family is the Roar Bacon thing. The pig that was David Backus was carrying around. Mm-hmm. That was Jimmy's pig. <laughs> so that was another thing is, and then um, they got to meet uh, Ovechkin that day too, which was, I thought was really funny. Um, just a lot of blue things like has really weirdly happened to them, but no, um, their son is a big Reeves fan. So he has a Reeves jersey on and they showed pictures of them just sitting around on TV. She has her Oshi jersey on and she's ready to go um yeah so she's all in and she's a uh, still a big fan you know and we'll, we'll always cheers them on they went to i think the was the last game of the year when the, they were here mm-hmm. capillary yeah and they went and uh, i don't know if they got to see tj that time but they went to the game and i don't remember if they saw him because they did get to meet him after when he came back for the first time mm-hmm. and had a, a very very cute video where she where he went where she went running to him and stuff and everything and it was very nice so uh, yeah, she's all in. And so is a, that's a hockey family in general. So that's, uh, so that makes sense. So, but no, it's, it's great how, uh, how much she really likes him and how that kind of blew up really quickly. I was with him when that happened. Hmm. We were out, I forgot, we were just out maybe just having a drink or something. And he, I saw the video before it got posted and he showed me and I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's funny. I'm like, that sucks, you know, but i'm like i'm like oh she'll get over it and then obviously and she just posted on facebook she didn't do anything like tag ESPN or whatever but just like somebody picked it up and then roll with it from there and then that's and they're on he literally that morning was on sports center the next morning he was texting me at one o'clock in the morning he's like i gotta go to bed because i gotta be on sports center in the morning it's uh, eight o'clock in the morning (laughs) so he was just like so yeah crazy things happen and uh good family good dude so uh and Libby and Lou is actually friends with my daughter too so it's like so I get to see her a lot too and she's always wearing a she's wearing some kind of hockey shirt and stuff so it's very funny so that's
1: good uh so Jason uh if people want to listen to your show interact with you on Twitter or Facebook uh give the rundown of uh, how people can find you and your show
0: uh the quick rundown so twitter is a uh, th- the twitter account is run by me uh, exclusively like just easier for me just to do it. So um, it's at blues hockey NHL. Um, so you'll get a lot of blue. I, I try, I really, really do try to focus on hockey. Like sometimes there will be a, there'll be an occasional occasional wrestling tweet in there. <laughs> um, yeah. And I try to, I try to keep it as cocky as possible and respond to like when people hit me up and then uh, everything. So then the website is blues hockey, podcast.net uh facebook just look up blues hockey podcast and you'll see our page uh let's see what else do we got there i think that's about it and so then we are on itunes and stitcher as well so look up those up and they'll pop right up so um yeah i think that's about i think that's all we got right now and we're working on a couple of things so I'm looking forward to it
1: cool well jason thank you for joining the show thanks for having me over and uh, we'll do this again sometime
0: sounds good man thanks for having me
1: so a big thanks goes out to Jason for coming on the show, as well as Joe Fresta Jr. Again, the name of the event for Joe is the Summer Hockey Cooldown Burgers and Brew. And for more information, you can check out SteinbergWinterClassic.com. And uh, Jason as well, thank you for coming on to him. You can find uh, his show on Twitter at BluesHockeyNHL, as well as BluesHockeyPodcast.net. A big thanks, as always, goes out to Smash and Gene Ackman, as well as the late Johnny Johnson for the Let's Go Blues song that you heard at the beginning of the show, as well as the end. So big thanks to them, as uh, that's always a fun song to listen to. And, again, I've always enjoyed that song, so it's fun to kind of have this involved in this summer interview series. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Twitter. The show Twitter is at lgbradio your hosts, even though they're not involved uh, in the Summer Series. Kurt Price is at Kurt Price. that's Kurt with a C. Bill Day is at Billy Blue Note. And you can find myself, Jeff Ponder, at jponder94. So we don't have a guest lined up yet for next week, but I will say there are two potentials that are uh, pretty good guests uh, not that jason and joe weren't but uh, pretty excited about there's two prospects that uh, i'll hopefully have on probably before free agency i don't know if it will be next week don't want to announce anything yet as i want to record the interview first before uh... showing my hand So, um, looking forward to that and again if uh, you want to find out who that next guest is going to be make sure you follow me on twitter you can also be my friend on Facebook. Uh, just search Jeff Ponder. Look for the, the one with the crazy guy who looks like me. Uh, so, again, thank you for listening. Thank you to my two guests this week, as well as thank you to everybody who's been on the show so far. Look forward to doing this again next week with one of my special guests. So, thanks again for listening. And I'll talk to you next week on the next episode of the Let's Go Blues Radio Talking Blues Summer Interview Series.